This episode is brought to you by Pittsburgh Comics, recently named one of the best comic book stores by the Pittsburgh City Paper. Pittsburgh Comics is the premier comic shop in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, located in McMurray, conveniently near Route 19 and Route 79. Pittsburgh Comic carries a large collection of new and back-issue comics, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, games, statues, action figures, and more. Don't forget Comics Perks. With the Comics Perks program, you can earn points on every purchase you make in the store. You get a point for every dollar spent, and every 100 points can be redeemed for $10 off a future purchase. Go to PittsburghComics.com for more, or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The comic book pit? Okay. That's like that's like the, light the fires. Yeah, that, that's like that's our show. That's our yeah. show motto. <laughs> kick the tires, light the fires. No, light. Is it? Is it the kick? The, no, I can't remember. I, I, mean, too. I was like, you're like, in my head. I think yeah. it's kick the tires and light the fires. Yeah. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. No, I don't remember the rest of it. Big Daddy. Welcome to Earth. Ooh. Remember that? Yeah. yeah Welcome that. to Earth. Welcome to Comic Book Pit. Ooh. Yeah. This is Comic Book Pit. Episode 384. I'm Dan, and with me tonight we've got Scott. What's up? And Jared. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know. That was not, Duke's I was going my, street uh, tonight uh, on 384. Yeah. Tough guy. Scott just watched the uh, West Side Story trailer like five times in a row. Now he thinks it's a jet. This this is like this is like Crime Alley down here. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> just to you know, get some housekeeping uh, off our plate real quick. Just wanted to say thanks to one of our uh, show sponsors, New Dimension Comics, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, make sure to check out the Three Rivers Comic Con outdoor event next weekend. It's tw- Saturday, May 22nd, and Sunday, May 23rd. There's going to be a lot of vendors, uh, food trucks. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be outdoors. I think the weather is going to hold up. It looks like it's so far so good. It looks like it's going to be a pretty decent weekend. Our own Sean Atkins is going to be set up down there too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a free event. I should mention that. Yeah. When, you, when you're done, I got a scoop. You got a scoop. Okay. I got oh, a scoop. Wow. And uh, I'll mention real quick that the, uh, the way to – sponsor us and also to secure a very special place in our hearts you can go to our patreon page at patreon.com slash comic book pit and check out all the different uh, reward tiers that we have there and uh, pick one that suits you and uh, reap the rewards so you mentioned our uh, our fifth beetle sean atkins is going to be uh, tabling at the show. Yes, sir. I uh, I 
in, in the final stages of putting the, the final touches on a comic book that Sean and I uh, collaborated on, in a sense. It's oh, a, yeah. uh, a crossover between Sean's character, Thunder Girl, and my character, Incredible Man. So it's a 24-page comic book. Nice. Uh, it's like I said, I'm just I, I finished all the pages and right now. I'm just going back and doing retouches, and then I intend to uh, print a couple out, to take them oh. down. I didn't know Sean was going to be exhibiting, so I was going to take some down and just, you know how it is. Like, oh, I know mm-hmm. you. Look at what I did. But now maybe I'll print a couple more, and uh, so the folks who are listening, if you're so inclined, you can come get it early. Or if you would prefer to wait, it will be part of the comic book pick comics uh, starting later in the year. Nice. And I'm just going to say it. Scoop, there it is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) French vanilla, Rocky Road. I'm here for the bad jokes, the dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, well, look, let's um, let's jump into some comic book talk. We got a lot of stuff to go over tonight, so let's um, let's let's talk some comics first, since uh, we seem to sometimes comics get the uh, the short end of the stick. Um, ironically, on a show called Comic Book Pit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we discuss in usual order pits. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you put yeah. in them? <laughs> sometimes Brad Pitt. Yeah. Anything having to do with a pit? Peach pits? Peach pits. <laughs> That's about it. The, but it but there's a lot of there's a lot of uh material to mine in the pits. Right. <laughs> well, um I, I, I haven't been too hot on a lot of uh events from the big two, you know, from Marvel and DC. But I saw um the new uh Heroes Reborn series, uh number one. I don't know I'm, how many issues this is going to be? I think it's five. Uh, it's five. Okay, but I know, and I, I know there's a ton of tie-ins. I think, and I think it goes through the month of May and June. It's a world without, uh, without Avengers, without um, Tony Stark having never built its Iron Man armor. Uh, Thor is a alcoholic who has no idea about his hammer. Uh, Wakanda is thought of as a myth. Captain America was never found in the ice, etc., etc. Doctor Doctor Doom found the Juggernaut's ruby, the the gem, uh, the ruby of Sidorak, yeah. and he calls himself Doctor Juggernaut. The Red Skull has the Venom symbiote, and he calls himself the Black Skull, and so on and so on. There's all these, so it's this great alternate universe. The only one who knows that things aren't right is weirdly Blade. He's Whoa. he woke up one day. He was in some flop house in London, and he just knew that the world wasn't right. And he made his way back to the United States. Phil Coulson is the president, huh. and the reigning superhero team is the Squadron Supreme. Although they're called the Squadron Supreme of America. Mm. They've they've not changed at all. They still have their normal identities. Hyperion, I think there's Nighthawk, Doctor Spectrum, Power Princess, etc. Blade is so now you know it's I think a journey for him to figure out why he's the only one that knows anything and how does he fix it. 
and it's this is written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Ed McGinnis, uh, covers by Lenil Francis Hugh. I mean, just a great a great team. The art is really this is some really good Ed McGinnis art. Uh, it's just so much fun. I mean, he's a he's a fun artist to watch to begin with. I mean, he's just like this quintessential comic book artist. But I think this is just gonna be one of those. You know, one of those fun uh, events. It's just you know they're they're throwing the, the you know, throwing everything out there, and just having fun with it. That's good to know. I uh, I love Ed McGinnis artwork, and I debated purchasing this series, but I've I've come to the decision with certain things that I'm just going to put a pin in them, and then they will be the dollar box hunt mm. later yeah. down the road. Yeah, and this is going to be one of those. You got to play the long game sometimes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think McGinnis will be doing full stories for the remainder of the series either. I think there's a either like he's doing backup stories or like half the book or something like that. And then there will be a, a rotating art team for the remainder of the set. So all of this occurs because there's no Avengers. That's the uh, the premise here. Yeah, I think that is the the inciting incident, or I should say, lack of inciting incident. It's like because the Avengers never formed, hmm. all this stuff didn't happen. Although I don't, well, so well maybe I mean, we could punch holes in it. Like, where were the Fantastic Four? Right. Well, there's well, they could be showing up in one of the um, many. Uh, let me find the page. It has all the tie-in books. See, here's the other thing. Tony Stark apparently never went to Vietnam or, or well, maybe not Vietnam is not the right uh, cultural for this story, but he, he never had the accident that sent shrapnel into his heart. Right. Hence he never created the Iron Man armor. So that actually predates Avengers. Okay. But I think maybe it's not that so much as the Avengers were never around to find Captain America. Yeah. That I get that. I get so I guess it's just uh, a ripple effect. I mean, it's a comic book, so I got right. to traverse that uncanny valley. Oh my goodness, can we um, just have can we have a Thor Thor's version of Demon in the Bottle then? Right. <laughs> like, come on, like like the Tony Stark, you know? Well, that yeah, that could be because he's universe. he's he's an alcoholic and he doesn't he he doesn't believe that he is the the son of Odin. Like like at one point, Blade finds him in a bar. He tries he, to talk to him and. Is he Thor or is he Donald Blake? No, he's Thor. He's big, okay. muscly, long blonde hair. Um, but at one point at the end of the ser- at the end of this issue, he's in the bar by himself or, you know, he slams his drink down. He's like, you know, more beer or more ale or whatever. He slams his goblet down and there's this blast of lightning and he looks and it's, and he's like bewildered as a hammer sitting there ah. in place of his beer, his uh, oh, beer mug. <laughs> yeah. So instead of a walking the, stick, Mjolnir was uh, masquerading <laughs> as a uh, yeah, yeah, a sign. <laughs> so some of some of the other some of the other tie-in books we've got: um, uh, Hyperion and the Imperial Guard, Peter Parker, the Amazing Shutterbug. So I guess Peter Parker never really becomes Spider-Man. He's mm-hmm. just a photographer. We've got Magneto and the Mutant Force. Siege Society, which I think is a villain book. Uh, mm. Young Squadron, American Knights, Marvel Double Action, Night Gwen. Oh, 
Squadron Savage and Weapon X and Final Flight. So those are all. So really, no, I, I, no, no real feel if uh, the Fantastic Four falls into any of those, but they they could eventually fall into the, uh, I see, the main series. Yeah, I can see how they maybe never got into the superhero bit. Like I can see how maybe they maybe they never went up in their rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I could see how you could just write like a ripple effect if if Stark Industries is still Stark Industries. Like I don't know what they did, but. Like if right. I were just to spitball from it, then I'd be like, oh well, the Reed Rich- Stark Industries poached Reed Richards and yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. you know, it was yeah. some bullshit. Like yeah, yeah. Bed Grimm could still be a test pilot. Johnny Storm could just yeah. be a some hot rod. Oh, you want to hear something funny? Driver. Remember how for years on this show we've discussed like movie adaptations and the way that they they race bend people, and I'm like, you know, there's more than two races. I'd like to see a a Middle Eastern Fantastic Four. Yeah, I yeah. said that on Twitter, and people were lining up to shit in my mouth because I had—I <laughs> guess I was erasing Ben Grimm's identity as a Jewish person. Oh God! What? And like- I, I hadn't really occurred. To, I didn't. Re- I mean, I realized that yes, that is a, a thing in the thing's backstory, but I didn't. Yeah, I, it never like- occurred to me that it was like—I don't know. It—it it, it was an essential. Part of his story. I don't know. It never occurred to me. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to go into this. For no. Me. Yeah. It never and, occurred to me. I'm just like, hey, you know, it'd be cool. Uh, Middle Eastern oh, yeah. Fantastic Four in the Baxter Building in like Abu Dhabi. You know that 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 was yeah, it. Yeah. And I, I didn't really like dwell on it, but man, I got one person you know, really yelled at me. You know, it, it's not like you suggested that to erase his identity. The fact is, I mean, yes, we we all know that Ben oh, Grimm is yeah. Jewish, but. The whole it, premise of Marvel is to have multiple universes where anything like that is possible. Yeah, well, well, not only that, but like I, I feel like they they use his his faith when they when they need to. It's not like he's not yeah. out there as like it's not as much as Kitty Pride, right? Like you, you, you know, that's an identifier for her, but for the thing, I've never known that. I've yeah, I've seen I, drawings of him wearing a yarmulke, but it's not like, yeah. I forget yeah, about it. Because, not fighting crime because it's Saturday. I mean, right. Right. No, right. I, I, I think we tend to not think about it because it's not a focal point of his identity. Right. You know, he doesn't have like a the, the star of David carved into one of his stones. Yeah. It, it's not like, like I was suggesting, like you make Luke Cage uh, a guy from Connecticut. You know that that's like a bend <laughs> where that's a bridge too far. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. Like I said, I was just more thinking about like. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, my, my thing with with this Heroes Reborn is that maybe the Fantastic Four could have gotten their powers, but they never went into the superhero business. They just don't use their powers like as a superhero team. They just have them, and they, you know. But Reed's like, you know, Doctor Doom. Maybe they didn't encounter Doctor Doom to to decide that they're gonna have an arch enemy and fight mm-hmm. Dr. Doom's off doing something else, you know? So, yeah. I mean, heck for all we know, for, for all we know, they, they took off in the rocket and it exploded on the launch pad or they went up in space and the short mini series and the, and the yeah. yeah. And, and like the radiation actually killed them, <laughs> you know, and there's just looking- four corpses floating up in space right now. They're doing it. Did you see the book that's coming out? I'm real, I'm interested in is, um, the Fantastic Four through the years, like they did the Peter Parker 
Spider-Man one where yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing one with Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. So every issue is a decade of their lives. Oh, that would be interesting. I yeah, like that. in real time. Yeah, I put it on my pull list. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to check it out because I really like the the Spider-Man one. So, uh, so speaking of pull lists and getting back into the swing of things. Um, I, I feel like I, you know, with this whole quarantine time, I came out of a dream. Um, you know, I've got my first vaccination shot and I, I feel like I had the brain fog because I did have, because I was sick in November and, um, the brain fog fade went away and I was like, Oh my God, I got to start reading comic books and find out what's going on again. Well, somehow I missed out on Terry Moore's new book called Serial, which is not the breakfast food. It's the short for serial killer. Um, so I was like, oh, where, you know, where is it? And they're like, oh, yeah, sold out. I'm like, wait a minute. What issue are they on? Well, two just came out and two sold out. And I'm like, what? Wow. So one and two are sold out. Issue three, I was like able to kind of grab. So I went on eBay. I broke, you know, I was like, I got to get this. And I, because I'm a Terry Moore fan. And I'm like, how did I miss this? And it was basically just an under-ordered book because of the, the quarantine. Like people weren't going into the shops and they weren't mm. thinking about it. And like, you know, so like my store, I think they, he only got two copies. Uh, Pittsburgh comics and I think he said that he said I just got him you know two copies because nobody asked for it and um, so I I scrambled you know I went on eBay I bought the issues I needed for you know a markup you know not not a significant not crazy money but I did do it and um, so then I get to him and I read them and I think like it's about this young girl who's a who's a crazy, murderous, crazy girl. You know, like that's what it's about, like in my head. Because I mean, I can show you guys that like the cover of issue one is this little girl in the rain with mm-hmm. bodies strewn about, right? Blood everywhere. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, kind of. It like reflecting off that yeah, bag. There we go. Now, yeah. Blood everywhere, you know, like murder, you know, and then issue two, crazy girl sitting on a park bench, you know, Bloody issue, act. Two, issue three, she's about to kill this guy that's offering her candy. So <laughs> then I read them and it's not about that at, at all. These covers, it's completely misdirection because somebody else in the book is killing people she knows and it's some Hmm. so so far they've revealed after three issues that it's this woman who is killing these people she knows that this girl knows and then taking like a trinket you know mark you know it's like her signature serial killer move but as of yet this this little girl who i know from the Strangers in Paradise universe is a killer, crazy, hasn't killed anybody yet. <laughs> like she's she's just like, oh, I'm just investigating the serial killer. Hmm. And I'm just like, 
oh, you know, like, this book's, I'm like, this book's sold out, and, like, people are tight talking, and I'm, like, all excited, and then I'm just like, oh, this is just really just standard, like, she's looking for a serial killer, you know. And, and I'm sorry, this was an established character from the other Terry Moore books? Right. She's she's some sort of I, I don't I can't remember her whole backstory, but basically she is an old person stuck in a in a ten year old car. So she's been around for a hundred years, but she's only in this young body. So she's her like her her best friend in this book was like a forty year old woman. And she's like, you know, we've been friends since since I was a kid, and you're still a kid, and it's weird. Well, she was one of the victims. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, I'm like, I don't know what I, I thought I was going to get, like, this really crazy, uh, that she was, like, a crazy murdery rampage. And then it was like, no, she's, she's actually the one working the case. And I'm just like, well, it's really standard. Wow. Like, Standard cop stuff, you know, like a criminal mm-hmm. show, like a police procedural or something. Yeah, I was kind of bummed, and like I moved that aside. You know, I love Terry Moore. I love his artwork, but I was just like these these covers and the message he's selling is doesn't match up with the story. Hmm. So I was like, ah, oh. you know, <laughs> like. All right. I guess yeah. I mean you keep reading it because I, I love his work. <laughs> you know, but I just I just felt like there was some serious misdirection on it. So okay. it's weird have, for me to even complain yeah. about him doing anything because I, I can relate to that, Scott. I yeah. know what it's like to have something that you've been like an unapologetic fan of. Right. So then you start seeing the cracks in it and you're and just it's, um like I, I feel Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the you know the murderous covers are the you know he's got to sell the book, and it works. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's also like when you buy who is it Xenoscope or whatever they show some <laughs> you know some crazy woman on the cover you know mm-hmm. barren at all, and then you flip through the book and there's nothing. You know, it's like a couple of guys walking around you know talking to dragons or something. You know. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, why, why yeah, they, did they, why they, did they cheesecake this cover? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, for that it's very not. reason, because no one's going to buy a book about a couple of guys walking around talking <laughs> to dragons. Talking to mm-hmm. We're xenoscopes, Scott. We need to, any advantage we can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. No, and I think that's, you know, when you're an independent, I guess you got to, you got to, you got to think, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's doing, you know, that the hype is serving him well because it didn't sell out. Second issue sold out, and now he's doing reissues on, you know, second printing sold from his site, and he's, you know, he's making the bucks, you know. So sleeper hit pays off because of the, you know, the uh, pandemic speculators. Oh, speculators. Yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe because it the, the, it had a slow start because of pandemics that. Yeah. Now, but like the speculators are like, oh, an underrun, underprint run book, you know, like mm-hmm. let's buy it up and sell it on eBay. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's 1993. But but it's so but the, there's no hype on this book, like you know, beyond that. So like, you know, it's only worth like ten bucks. You know what I mean? Like it didn't go up that much, right? So 
it's only it, it yeah it, it's probably and, and plus it's it's Terry Moore and he probably has a he's got a small but loyal fan base but it's only probably yeah. circulating among Terry Moore fans and maybe the the odd like speculator who's like well I'll I'll just get a copy because I think because it sounds like it's going up you know yeah the the person that comes in and just buys all the number ones yeah you know, in the store like I'll just take them all you know and that's mm-hmm. maybe they that's their get their get rich never scheme yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like how's that working <laughs> out for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, we, 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 we laugh, but I remember when, when I, when I worked at the, at a comic store, there was a guy who he was literally at the door every Wednesday morning, as soon as we opened up and he came in and he had, he had a pull list and it was very specific to, uh, that he got ordered all kinds of like variants. Like if there was an issue of, spawn and it had like five variant covers he got all the variants yeah like that was you know and and if and god forbid if something was missing or if we got shorted that is or well. or if something was damaged he it was like you just took yeah. a dump in this kid's frosted flakes it was like <laughs> the worst thing ever I, I was gonna i'm gonna save some of that discussion for later in the episode here I'm, I'm checking eBay to see what spawn variant covers go for. <laughs> see, like, who can tell anymore? Like, the covers, you know, like most books come out fifty-fifty with two var- two covers in the first place. So then, like, mm-hmm. you just pick the one you like more, you know. And then there's people that buy them both. Well, then, or are you, you know, what about the uh, you know, that that Snake Eyes Endgame book? The first issue I think had like seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, ver- yeah. like different variants and retailer incentive covers and all. that's like I say that's that's our discussion for later. Like yeah, that's bring that up. That's a game that I, I I I've I've never wanted to play. The only time I would buy a variant cover would not be for value, but because of the artist. Like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I I I found an issue of I forget what oh I think it was. Uh, Tom Scioli's G.I. Joe Transformers comic from IDW a few years back that had a variant cover by Jim Rugg where it was like the oh, dread really? the dreadnoughts riding dinosaurs, yeah, you know, fighting snake eyes. I mean, it was just like just this crazy cover, and I'm like, I have to have this. Yeah, I get because it, you know it was Jim, yeah. you know, who's a friend of ours. But I mean, like, but it was just it's a great cover. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'll I, I would buy it for I'll, I'll buy a variant cover for the art, but that's about it. It's yeah. just yeah, not because that's how I'm paying the electric bill. This right? Month. Yeah, not to flip did, it I, three days later. I actually did do that with because it, thanks to you guys, I went out. I also tracked down Beta Ray Bill. Okay. Number one. Yes. After the episode, but I found the sec the two eight or the two B co- or one B cover, whatever it is. But I didn't like that cover as much as his cover, so I actually ordered it when I ordered one of the Terry Moore serials. I which I remember now I ordered off of Midtown Comics. So I was able to get the original cover. So I ended up buying it twice. <laughs> so thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy it? 
I did. I, yeah, yeah. I'm all in on that now. The, yeah. The baby now, like I say, the the lights kick back on for in my head, and I'm like, what am I? What am I doing? I'm missing out on all this good stuff. And I <laughs> I got on Comic Hub and I started ordering stuff with the preview catalog open. I was going crazy. Yeah, I was the same way. I I kept um. Why well, I, I got behind like uh, uploading all of our uh, review comics. And then when I finally got caught up, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many good books that I'm missing out on here. And I'm, yeah. I like downloaded like a, a dozen to my iPad and I'm just digging through them. Yeah. A lot of good stuff out there, folks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's all coming back, you know, it's like, just like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying this stuff. That's rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enjoying comics what yeah um okay so are we uh are any more comic talk or are we i think i don't think so i don't really have anything i can really add to this no, okay. be half-hearted i do want to uh i i can relate to scott's um being betrayed by by yeah. something that's uh been you know a a sure thing This week's episode of Comic Book Pit is brought to you by Thriftburg. Do you need a gift that's more interesting than a gift card? Are you looking to reclaim a piece of your childhood? Thriftburg is your online stop for all things vintage and nostalgic. From the 1950s to the 1990s, they have everything from retro kitchen, dining, and barware to action figures, games, books, pop culture, collectibles, and more. Comic Book Pit listeners also get 10% off their purchase of $20 or more with coupon code COMICBOOKPIT. That's all one word, Comic Book Pit. So visit thriftburg.com and check out their hundreds of unique vintage items. And uh, for me right now, it's uh, CW's The Flash. Oh, okay. It's You know, I, I would listen to... Uh, arrow watchers and they'd be like oh no i think it's turned i think it's grown a little long in the tooth you know because i didn't watch yeah. that thing until right before it ended and i'm watching flash i'm like yeah it's it's hitting it, it's 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 running out of steam like no point intended mm-hmm. I, I know it's due for one this is the seventh and i believe it's it's scheduled for nate but i wouldn't push it because i'll be honest like the main stars, like the people that play Barry and Iris, like they look bored anymore. Yeah. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just lost. It's magic. Like, and it's kind of boring and it's kind of uninspired. And I said, the cast just looks like they're bored. Half the cast is leaving anyways, but. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. The guy that plays Cisco is leaving and the uh, guy that plays Wells is leaving. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's oh, the seventh oh, season. Wow. Tom Cavanaugh, wow. Yeah, Tom Cavanaugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's kind of, he's not a regular anymore anyways. Oh, yeah. And and they've already, it's funny because the news came out like earlier, like Monday or over the weekend that they were leaving. And then Tuesday's episode, it started laying the groundwork. So I guess it was probably. Are they trying to make, they're trying to make Flash like the next Supernatural and get 15 seasons? Well, yeah, because they keep talking about they want to like, back the money truck up to that guy so he'll stay being the flash but 
I don't know. You got you got you got to make it more exciting. Like the dude looks bored, like in his in his scenes. I mean, he can only cry so much. Like that's what that show. <laughs> that's what that show became for me. Like I was like, oh my god, somebody's crying again. You know, yeah. over something that so they'll the, undo in the next scene. It you know, looks like, like the big bad this year is the Speed Force itself. Oh. Like hey, the Speed Force has been resurrected and it's now living like in it's you know how like in when Barry would be within the Speed Force and it'd be like his mom be personified mm. as his mother. Well, now in the real world, it's personified as his mother. And then uh, when they like resurrected the Speed Force, they created like the that. other that forces. Is- I don't know if you've seen some of the there's like the Still Force and like. It's a couple of like years ago, a year or two ago, they had like the force, like the Green Lanterns had all their different colors, and they did oh, like yeah. well, they tried doing the same thing with the forces. Oh, and, that does um, sound familiar. So now there was like I think four, yeah, you know, four of the different forces, but they like they didn't just like personify themselves; they like embedded themselves into existing people. But you had the Speed Force took the shape of Barry's mom, and here's the thing: like I'm. I even forgot it was on. I mean, I used to set my clock to the show, and then one night it was like, "Oh, it's eight thirty. Shit, flashes on. Tune in." I'm like, you know, I don't need to worry about catching up. Like, I'm good. Well, I probably did because now I'm like, I don't know what. Like, where did this come from? Like, all this stuff I talked yeah. about. Like, mm-hmm. I'm picking it up through like the previously, you know, recap, oh, yeah. yeah, like that, and just context clues. I'm like, damn, the one time where I'm like, you know, I think I'm good. It's like, no, I wasn't. I really needed that that half hour to. uh know what's going on but i still don't feel like i missed i just missed like the plot i don't really feel like i missed any of the magic because the magic's not there anymore so i don't know if it's people behind the scenes who are in charge of the show or if it's just seventh season and like how much can you do with it now is um is is joe west off the show now no he's still there okay he's not used as much but jesse l martin is still on the show okay and he's still he's still gold. Like, like you remember like the first like two three see maybe the first two mm-hmm. maybe three like that show could do no wrong. I w- like it hit the ground running. And these yeah, are not right. puns I'm using. It just, that's just the way it right. was. Like that show came out of nowhere and was just right. baller. Yeah. No, I I agree. I was just thinking that I I, I th- remember think I was just thinking like, man, the first two or three seasons of that show were were just. Um, like amazing like that was you know like appointment television like you yeah. had you know like i i was excited to watch tv again yeah and then it just and then as it went on like you said it just got a little bit more like okay so we're so we're we're fighting another evil speedster again or we're, we're doing this again or um yeah you know we're going back and you know Barry, don't you know? Don't go back in time. I'm going back oh, in time. You oh, know. Yeah. Guess what this week's episode was about? <laughs> I'm going to go back in time to stop something. Like you can't go back in time. You create a flashback. <laughs> like no, no. This time would be different. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and he and, cried. <laughs> and he cried. Yeah. Well, and I, I'll tell you what. One of the the most fun yeah. things about that show was just this. I think the. The, the strength of of the actors both like individually and as an ensemble like mm-hmm. grant gustin is a he's a terrific barry allen he's a terrific flash he mm-hmm. you know for a long time he yeah he was the heart and soul of that show and he could tell he was really having fun with it but the the supporting characters you know as the like the the 
the family grew as like, and team flash became, I should say a family. Like it was just like, it's just a great ensemble of, of, of talent. It really made the show fun. And they've, they've lost some of that talent as time's gone on and Mm -hmm. they brought in new actors and it's just not the same. It, it, and I realized that last season that I was, I was witnessing the show like go into its twilight. And, uh, now I'm just like, it's, I, I, I'm okay with it deciding to go. I don't think it has what it, I don't think it has enough to it to like be a supernatural where it can go. Like that'd be, doubling it, its run at this point, yeah. more than doubling its run to go 15. Right. It's on season seven. You're talking about season 15. Right. It's another 12 seasons. And I just don't think it's going to, no, it's not. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. 12. Well, they have to introduce something ridiculous. Like, you know, eight, like aliens, uh, in the time stream. Yeah. Like, uh, um, whatever that other show is called. Is that legends? I the other, I legends come back. What's that? I don't know. Did, did Legends come back? Yeah, Legends came back. And now they're pursuing aliens in the time stream. Yeah. Um, which is basically the plot of Sliders in the 90s, I think. So mm. when they were when they were out of ideas, they're like, oh, the Cro-Magnum's got to be stopped in the time stream. <laughs> you know? So then they Checked out of Sliders by then. It's the same plot. So, like, if you're watching, don't worry, you fill, you're filling it in right now if you're watching... <laughs> I like first, like season one sliders w- was was good, but I didn't stick with no, it. But I, I think um I think a lot of shows suffer that like the superhero ones, but like Arrow, when Arrow basically worked its you know like they killed they either killed off the cast or they changed them into superheroes you know to fight on Team Arrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's when the show was done because it no longer was. He didn't have a secret identity. He was just like, hey, we're just going out. You know, we're just arrow team now. And I think that's what happened to Flash is everybody on the team became a, a superhero. Like, they all have some special power. Or, or they, yeah. like, Barry's secret identity lasted all of about five episodes. Yeah. Before literally everybody knew who he was. Yeah. So there's no, you know, when, when, when you do that, there's no... Uh, there's no story anymore because there, there's no, there's no challenge to make the character interesting or put him in situations where it's like, Oh boy, why well, I, I have to be at this benefit gala as Barry Allen, but I'm, I've got to speed over here and do this. And how do I, you know, yeah. like there's, there's no balancing of the, it's, it's like they got of tired of lives. Them. And that's the problem is like with, and then everything like does resets too. And like these shows can't, they can't do a reset because the public, you know, the, you know, we're comic fans. We know about comic book resets, you know, where they just, yeah. Reboot. yeah, but they on, on TV and in the movies, they can't do it. They can't put the, the genie back in because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, the continuity. And it's, this is a whole other thing to discuss. Like this is a separate topic, but like this is what Marvel is trying to solve. They're trying to solve that problem of when they write off a character who means so much to somebody and they have to somehow fill that space to keep, to keep the brand going, you know, Are you talking about the comics or the, 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 this TV movie versions. 
Yeah. No, that was that was an Andor, not a yes, no. Are you talking about comics <laughs> or are you talking about the TV oh, and movie my- versions? Wait, say that again. When you say Marvel, are you talking about like oh, the, the cinematic? The, the cinematic, cinematic, okay. Cinematics running into that point where the actors aren't going to be in the roles anymore, and they have to find a way to resolve that to continue the brand. Like they yeah. can't because they know they can't have. They can't just be like, "Well, here's an." They did it like with like here's a new Captain America. Well, that's yeah. not that's not right, you know. So like, oh well, we have to make it meaningful now, you know. And so this guy, you know what I mean? Like they have, they're I in that. The, I liked how they did it. I mean, I, I did too. Okay, okay. but I, I I do too. But I think the like a show like The Flash, they could never write off Barry Allen as the Flash because the show would be over. Right. You know, like they would have. But if they, you know, there's the shows just would be over. They're, if they wanted to keep the brand going, they'd have to bring in a new actor. And have someone else become yeah. the, the Flash. Well, they are bringing in um, Impulse. Oh, okay. Oh, I just I, I, I saw I saw some still footage of that. Yeah. Or some, some Bart of, Allen is on his way. Ah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Is it gonna? I, I got to see it to to know what I think of it. But it pretty much this isn't. It's not Barry's grandkid from the future. It's, it's um, isn't Iris's son? So I guess they had the daughter Nora. Mm-hmm. Who got erased from the timeline, and I guess they have another kid, Bart, who comes back in time. So it's a little re—I don't know. I got to see how it's executed before I judge it. But yeah. like, whatever. I mean, it's impulse. It's mm-hmm. if he—if he's just a little like goofy, then they'll get the characterization right and we'll see how it goes. But overall, I think it's probably time to bow out. Time to wrap it up. <laughs> and that's I, and that's what's weird too. Like you talk about the Marvel movies and you know, that stuff. Like at one point, I don't know if if something that's a business like that has the fortitude to bow out gracefully, or like does the Marvel Cinematic Universe experiment end with a whimper? It could. Yeah, it's 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 un- unknown territory right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're going into a new era and they have to launch. You know, another ten years. Yeah, basically, you can end with a bang, but you have to commit to that. And if you're always trying to to bring one more drop out of the, the well, then you can't. Yeah, well, I, I feel like the ending with a bang would have been the and 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 I mean it was aptly it titled yeah. Endgame. Yeah. yeah, you know, if they were going to end, it would have been with that, and they would have, you know, they would have. Taking their bow, and they would have said it was a great ten years. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, which yeah. is kind of weird because like pandemics kind of uh, did that. I, I got to feel. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen a Marvel what? movie since what Spider Man, the second Spider Man, which what was kind of like a good what? epilogue to Endgame. Like if that was if that was it, like if you had Endgame, and then like okay, we'll give you this one little Spider Man, and this is sort of like how it looked when they came back. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, we had WandaVision and, and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But movie-wise, like, there's been no movies because of pandemic. Same with like the CW shows. Like They did Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then that, that kind of was like their end with a bang. It was like, crazy how, how many things ended right before the pandemic, yeah. too. Like, I thought that was something something yeah. to, like a marker, and somehow people had it in their heads 
you know, to end like Hellboy was a big one and Hellboy when it the comic book, you know, when it ended, it was the end of everything, you know. <laughs> so um yeah, there was a there was tons of stuff that just decided it was a good time to end. And it's like, holy crap, and then we went into this downspin. Yeah. You know, for new you know, new material. You know? It was like that hard line just drawn in history. We're we're in the blip. We're living in the blip. <laughs> yeah, oh that blip. You're gonna get me back yeah. on that thing again. <laughs> well, that's what's kinda of, pandemics is kinda of making the blip like pan out. Like we're gonna catch yeah, up to the blip. Yeah. They mm-hmm. put such a delay and we might Well now they're because now they're like everything's spooling up so fast, there there's supply issues all over the place. And it's like it, that's the Falcon, you know, the Falcon and Winter Soldier plot. You know, <laughs> like they're like, oh my God, we got all these people. What are we going to do now? Yeah, we all we all went away for a year, and now we're all coming back. We're all yeah. coming back at once. Yeah, it's like ah. <laughs> oh, because Tony Stark didn't want to lose his kid that he ended up dying anyways <laughs> and not seeing. I swear, if I like where we now to like, do you know why we lost five years because of Tony Stark's fucking kid? People would storm and they would just tear pepper pots and that kid's heads clean off and they'd be drawn in quarter just out of fury and rage. And like, can't really blame them. I mean, it's kind of like, screw you, Tony Stark. Like five years, five years. Yeah. You had a kid because you like went and found Jesus after we all turned to dust. Yep. You're a prick. <laughs> That was some pretty chaotic power is basically what that amounted to. Like, they could have had it seen. It was a conscious choice, Scott. It was a conscious choice to not just undo it, but to they just bring done, everyone back now. They could have done the, you know, like the Inferno ending in X-Men, you know, was like, ah, oh, it was all magic. Woo! You know, and everybody <laughs> just kind of, kind of <laughs> forgot about the last couple of days. You know, but they could have had everybody integrated back into the timeline. And then just been like, nobody knows that we saved the world, you know? But yeah. we did. But they're like, no, nah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, it's, I, pretty, it's pretty messed up. Like, like all the like the consequences of of that. I mean, I mean, it really. And, and on one hand, it. I mean, it. It really does make for more stories. It is. Yes, it yeah. is fertile ground for drama. However, yeah. Yeah. and when you dwell on it. It is a very like oh, yeah. ambiguous moral like you start pulling basis at that, from it. Right. Yeah, you start pulling at that at that thread, and the and the whole sweater comes apart. Yeah, it's right. Tony Stark had a kid. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. all of this is because Tony Stark had a kid. <laughs> like Monica Rambeau, like your dead mom. That's because Tony Stark had a kid. Sorry, lady. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's that's uh, living in loot and loss right there. That's that's them. Well, this really has turned into the the <laughs> old old man rant night. So, <laughs> well, Scott, you had a uh, you had an old man rant, didn't you? Oh yeah, it was. I, like thought, that, what, I thought the the serial was. No, that's a continue. This is a continuation of that rant. Oh, well, let's keep it going. Keep so, the good times going. <laughs> Uh, that was like a that was like the wet your whistle kind of what rant. But no, um, <laughs> now now Scott's really now he's pushing the sleeves up. He's like, no, it's not that bad. But basically, 
the I think the new it's like the the enemy that everybody wants to talk about is you know they call them the speculators they call them the, the flippers the scalpers you know and it's and it's basically people that buy with the intention to sell for a higher amount like that's the goal and comic books are now getting hit harder than ever I think with with this kind of market you know and um, so what happened recently was um, there was a new book out, Batman and Fortnite. Fortnite is, of course, a video game. Batman, we all know. And the premise was just that Batman gets sucked out of Gotham and thrown into the Fortnite world. And it's like, oh, that's that's neat. That's kind of a neat idea. And it's like, do you, do you have that issue? And the, and it's the big answer was resounding no, because nobody knew about it. They didn't market it until the week before it came out. So they were like, oh, by the way, if you buy all six issues, you get a special code to play in Fortnite where you basically get Batman's suit or something. But every issue of the book, you also get a skin for a character. So oh, issue one, you get like Catwoman. You know, in issue two, you get Harley. You know, I don't know which ones you get. So, like, no lie, at Pittsburgh Comics, I'm asking about, about this because I was like, well, I just kind of wanted to read it, and I heard there was some hype. And he's like, no. He's like, you don't understand. He goes, on sale day, they, they literally got 40 calls with screaming parents. Why don't you have this book in stock? My kid wants it because he wants that code. Mm. into his Fortnite game. And they're like, well, we ordered like five copies because nobody knew what it was. You know, and like, when does a when does a crossover, you know, Batman in a video game crossover? Like, does that sell? Well, well, well not only that, but you've got, you've got uninformed uh, parents and probably gamers who maybe they don't know how the comic industry works where right. it, it's not Target where you've got you know, 150 yeah, it's not like comic copies of something and, and more in the back room. And you, it's not like the comics are selling at GameStop. They're selling at a right. comic shop. So they weren't buying them for gamers. They were buying them for comic book readers. So like the whole thing exploded and like the first three issues are actually gone. Like they're all sold out. They went to third printing, I think on all three. Like the second printing sold out, the third printing sold out, and that's what they got now. Like they're just like, but you, good for the gamers, they get their codes with the second printings, you know, and third printing. So, but they're just like, you know, we didn't know. And it's like, there was like a, a breakdown in like marketing the book, you know, to the right people. And then there was, you know, so then the stores didn't know. And then there's, you know, this, angry base of people that were, you know, badgering the store owners mm -hmm. because they didn't get it. And it's like, well, yeah. and it's crazy. It's, it is crazy. And that's kind of what's been happening with in, in a general sense. That's been what's happening with comic books is that people are busting in at, at store opening. Like you said, and 
trying to speculate and figure out what what book is going to be hot. You know, they they have that app, the key collectors, and the key collectors will they'll put it out the night before and say these are the hot books this week. They don't like a uh, uh, what was that? I was gonna say Jim Rome, but that was a sports guy. What was that? Uh, CNBC like money guy, and he like had to, he was goofy and ring a bell oh. like this stock's <laughs> hot, like this comic's hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of what's been going on is because they're like, well, you know, we place our orders, you know, the stores place their orders, you know, what, a couple months in advance. Yeah, in advance. There's no hype given to them. There's no like, hey, by the way, this is going to have a code, which is going to attract a a whole new audience to your store. Well, and not only that, I mean, traditionally, when when a comic comic book property and another non- comic property try to do a crossover it very rarely nobody you know, cares yeah no one cares unless it's yeah, yeah. And, and that's the case with this thing too the only thing that's driving it is that code for that skin for the game right you take that away and yeah colin's only ordering five of them because he's probably gonna have to return four yeah yeah if the code wasn't in there yeah but that you put that code because that's that's yeah. what's selling it is that code i mean you can yeah put turds in a paper bag and if it has that code on it then you're going to sell out before you know right you can unlock the door this is like widespread as far as like especially in the pandemic era is that you know like pokemon has a new resurgence where you know target won't even put them on the shelves they actually have them in in the office i i just read i just read an article about that tonight they actually Target has not only stopped physically carrying Pokemon cards, they will only sell them online. Um, they've also Ooh. stopped carrying um, MLB, NFL, and NBA cards. Really? Wow. Yeah, because people the, are just like buying them in bulk, and yeah, I mean because of of the speculators, and they before they stopped selling them in person, they had to limit the amount that you could buy per person. Because people were getting into fights over them, like somebody pulled a gun at one point on someone. Yeah. Um, I guess there was a brand of cereal that was giving away, like a a Pokemon card. People would open up boxes of cereal in the store and then dig out the Pokemon card. Someone like broke into a like somewhere in Japan, like someone broke into a Target, like like Mission Impossible style, and like like repelled down the, the ceiling on a rope. This is a real, this is the real pandemic. And, and stole like $9,000 worth of product. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is, this is real and widespread. It's not just the comic industry. This is like, mm-hmm. this is happening in every industry that offers an exclusive of any kind. Yeah. And, and like, the goal is to resell the exclusive, not possess the exclusive. Exactly. Well, here's the, that is so true. like Ocean's 14. Uh, George <laughs> Clooney's putting the band back together <laughs> to get like a, a raw key. Although that is true for a lot of people. There's, and it's no joke like that, you know, but the Saturday Night Live skit with uh, Star Wars. But uh-huh. like, I know people that buy two of everything because they want to have one to open and one to keep. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes they'll buy three because they want to have one to open, one to keep, and then one to trade. So like, one person's buying three items, three of the same item in a store now. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, 
how many people actually like this stuff? We like we don't know anymore. Like we can't tell. Well, from you the know, store's like, perspective, fine. Buy three. We sold three. But yeah, when people are pulling guns and breaking yeah. in in the middle of the yeah. night, that's when it, it's no longer worth. Look, it's the, no longer worth it. The article I read it had a picture that target uh, that a target had posted of a, of a sign that they put up, and it actually said for the safety of our staff and other shoppers type yeah. of thing. Like, I'm like, what, what is this world? Yeah. This What's is why we can't people? have anything nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you wanted baseball cards? Sorry. Grown men, <laughs> grown men. Right. It's brutal. Are threatening it's death brutal. upon each other over these. So you can't buy baseball cards here. You have yeah. to order them online. Yeah, like you and, can't impulse buy a pack of yeah, baseball you, cards. You have right. to you, like seek them out. That's what the digital. That's actually what the digital age has done to us. Is because you have to buy it the minute that it comes out, or it will be sold out. That if you, mm-hmm. there used to be a casualness in the past where you didn't know when something was coming out, so you would go to the store and you could, you could just pick something. Oh, it just came out. I didn't know when it was coming out, but here it is. You know, but um. You know, it even happens at like you know, um, uh, at amusement parks, and they're like, "Well, you can get in line for the ride, or you can buy a ride pass, but you can only buy the ride pass at 8 a.m. when the sh-. like they literally have you. Everyone will stand in a parking lot with their cell phone up and hit the ride pass thing to try to get in on the rides, so they don't know if they're going to get the ride the rides that day until they hit that button." Like it's that's real. That's something that's actually happening. Like that's crazy. <laughs> See, all the this entire conversation it just reinforced why I really did not mind the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Pandemic. Uh, you still got some work to do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm yeah. like, can 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 we all just keep staying at home? Yeah. I, 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 right. I, like, I I don't like people. I was a little. I that's why I was like kind of surprised. I'm like, what do you mean the Terry Moore book sold out? And they're like, well, everybody heard it was uh, an underprinted book because nobody ordered it. So everybody, so all the the speculators came out and bought it, bought the rest, you know, <laughs> because it was underprinted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just want to read it. <laughs> like, I yeah. just want to read it. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Scott, because now there's a company that like has made its old business model off of this. Yeah. And we were, we were, Discussing that or that bad idea. That's the same thing. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, we hiked this too much up in the pre-show, folks. So it's as I'm launching into it, I feel phony. And so I'm going to pull the curtain back. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I ran it on this earlier. We're going to ran on it again. Like, <laughs> so it's for, if you don't know, they're a comic book company that does this very thing. They, they are a small company. They underprint intentionally, probably because they're small. And so they've turned their weakness into their strength. As and that's I took that from an article where I read that line. But that yeah. that's their thing. And so I've been seeing like the 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 uh, Oakland Phantom like post and like here's Skippy with his like badge, like first copy badge. I had no mm-hmm. idea what the fuck that was about. I'm guessing it was about this stuff. It was this company where it created this hype about be the first one in the door yeah, to yeah, get yeah. the book. Yep. And then, like, if the stores don't like jump through the hoops, then like they get like blacklisted. They're like they're like the soup Nazi for comics. Yeah, they police the comic shops, 
to not sell them on eBay, I guess. Not sell them on eBay. And not sell multiple copies. On I've read like you can only sell them on the day they come out. Yeah. Well, you got to return what you don't sell on that day, which is weird because like, if you can't sell it beyond cover price for the next 30 days, you got to return it. How you do? I don't know. Dan, do you, do you have any insight into this? Well, I was just going to say, and I think this was before you, you jumped on the on the call tonight when I was just talking with Scott. I actually found the 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 rules that bad idea has enforced on the retailers. So number one, they can only sell one per customer. Number two, the comics cannot be sold. uh, It says must be sold for no more than cover price for 30 days from street date. Number three, bad idea. Comics can be offered for pre-order, but cannot be shipped to anyone before street date. Number four is must be the comics must be displayed in the highest trafficked section of the store. Can I step top you right there? <laughs> Rule three, I don't find that unreasonable. You're pretty much just saying sure. don't break street. Don't break right. street. That's that's yeah, the just, retail like that's standard, yeah, that's retail one oh one. Yeah. So yeah. don't ship it until it comes out. That's fair. That that's not yeah. an unreasonable. Unless they're saying like you can't ship like to a private customer, like they can only ship to retail. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe they're saying we don't ship to, or like you can't buy so this from us and then send it to someone else. In a well, I, pre- I interpreted that rule as like, okay, so I pre-order the book from Phantom. Phantom mails it to me. Phantom has to wait till the release day until they can put it in the mail. Yeah, that's. I think that's. Yeah, I, that, yeah, that makes sense. So and I don't have a, a quibble against it. I don't. You, yeah. They can't mail me the book like three days before it streets. Right. And that that's retail. I mean that. Yeah, we're all worked in stores. That's how that shit works. All right, I'm sorry. Rule number four. Yeah, four was uh, display in high, highest trafficked section of the store. Five must prominently display promotional material for a mandated time period. And He's number six. A little precocious. <laughs> and uh, number six is your order on the first issue of a story arc is your minimum order on each subsequent issue of that arc. Right. That one is the one that I have taken great issue with. Yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing, when, when Bad Idea first formed, and I guess put all these rules out there and, and formed the company, whatever, it says, and, and maybe this, who knows, this could be hype, this could be the marketing machine, but it says, Bad Idea is fortunate to have a wait list of over 100 stores eager to join the Destination Store program. New stores are being added as our capacity grows, et cetera, et cetera. Here, all right, here's my thing about about the final rule is that, and this is something I was saying to Dan, um, but if a store is like, well, I'm only ordering 20 copies of number one because I think I can sell 20 copies. But now issue two comes out and half of those people are not going to read it because that is how comic books work. It literally is a 50% drop in readership to issue two, but now they still have to buy 20 copies and they're only selling 10 now. And then that number goes down again on three. They still have to buy 20 copies and they sold five this time. You know, like what, well, what's what going to happen the, is the, the, the store's going to buy zero. Yeah. What's the incentive mm. for the retailer? Like, like none. How can yeah. you strong arm the retailer because the retailer is not going to strong arm the customer? Well, you know also, what I mean. You're not going to um, chase people out of your store because they didn't want to buy your issue too. You know? Well, I, I think they're also kind of like 
I don't want to say strong arming, but they're but they're they're really dictating how you read their books because something else I just read is you can't buy them digitally, like they don't make them available in a digital format, and they are not ever going to be pub- uh, published in a trade uh, format, so they're never going to be collected. Oh. Okay. So even if you just want to like read the story and don't give a crap about the the value, you can't. You can only read them in single issues. And I think that they are not in the comics business; they are in the collectibles business. Right. And why not just sell it as a trade then? If you're if you want twenty copies of four issues, why not just sell twenty copies of the collected edition? You know, and charge the same money. Like because now you're trying to make the retailer sell something that they maybe what if you know the i read it i don't like the issue i'm not buying issue two but if i bought the graphic novel and i didn't like it well then i just bought all four Mm -hmm. so you at least still have the whole story right and now here's where i'm the biggest hypocrite in the world because when i was looking at them they do have it's a this is a one shot coming out in july um drawn by david la fuente and i want to get it so (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and that is, I mean, that that's definitely yeah. kind of an incentive is they have, you know, they at least have some big name creators on working right. on these books. About, we're not criticizing the talent because they out, they do have all plenty of talent to go around with the books, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the incentive to buy them, I guess, is that you're kind of promised like these talented writers and artists. Um, that you should know, have known from the if you read comics, yeah. know them. Here's uh, here's here's a here's a rundown of, of of the creators I see so far: uh, Matt Kent, Doug mm-hmm. Braithwaite, Robert Venditti, uh, Juan Jose Rip, uh, Adam Polina, mm-hmm. Marguerite Bennett. Uh, Adam Polina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah old uh, X Force. I heard that name in a minute. Uh, Zeb Wells and and as Jared mentioned, David oh. Lafuente. So there's. Did you mention David Lapham? I did not see his name. Yeah, Hank Howard, Pizza Detective. Oh, okay. I did. I've been seeing that. Which is such. It feels like such a pandering, like pandering to millennial (laughs) time. That's Pizza Cop. Yeah. Thank God, Pizza Cop. You gotta be there on Wednesday at 10 a.m. if you want your Pizza Cop. (laughs) See, that's just it. Like they have talent, but they're not selling stories. They're selling collectibles. Mm-hmm. We just gotta call it what it is. They're selling. They're trying to that's create, why they have all these rules. That's why they have this model. Exclusivity. Yeah. It doesn't really hold up. But that's the thing is the market decides what's exclusive. Yeah. Well, and this is the comics direct market. Like, what? Do you, this then, shit would have worked thirty years ago. I, now another, it's not. Like, what are you doing? Here's another example. Is like, say number you know number one's Gangbusters. You know, for this NEI. You know, I guess they they have like a blowout. So I'm a re- say I'm a retailer. I'm using an example I heard from somebody. I won't say name, but uh, <laughs> a retailer <laughs> from a retailer. But um, we have our sources. Oh, holy cow! I heard issue one's going to be a blowout. I'm ordering 500 copies, and they're like, "Oh, you got to order 500 copies of two, three, and four. No, I don't. Because what are you going to do? You're just going to you're going to can me from your thing and I'm still going to sell the 500 copies. So, so who loses here? Like who gains? Like I'm going to sell 500 copies for two or three times the value or more. 
and I'm not going to have a backstock of two three, issues two, three, and four sitting on my shelf. So no loss, you know. It's like yeah, it's you're right. Yeah, if if the only repercussion is I, I, I you won't sell me anymore, then screw it. I'm going to flout all your rules. Yeah, because you've created real, this monster, hype, and I'm just going to take advantage of it. Yeah, the real hype was focused on NEX number one, which is the first book from their from that publisher. So that was all the hype. There's no, there's never going to be that hype again because they can't do it twice. So, so if you're if you're a crazy money throwing retailer that eBay's everything, you can get away with it and probably make quite a profit off of that that one time. It's like, they, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. somebody's already there's already somebody that knows how to manipulate the rules. So. They're bullshitting bullshitters. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So it's like your your rule system doesn't really hold up, and you can't enforce it on when you're at that at that end. You know, unless you're holding people's hands at the store and swiping their credit card for them. Like you can't. Didn't try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they. Yeah, you got to order all four issues ahead of time, and we'll just send them out in every other every month. You know, and you'll get them when they're, when they're done. You have to be approved to buy these comics. Yeah. So, so it's an application process. <laughs> like, 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 uh, trying to like applying for a loan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It's just so, so I know I've not read any of these. Um, I haven't either. So, so have, so none of us have read any of these books. I don't no. think I've ever seen them in the wild. Well, I guess no, I'm a destiny. I, I wasn't there the one day they were allowed to sell them, so I missed True. it. Yeah. <laughs> so can only these destination stores purchase them for sale? Is that the way it works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what um, it sounds like. And it sounds like there's a – this book. Like it says, it sounds like there's, one a, book. there's a wait list of stores you gotta, to – got to go on eBay and buy it from, from some dissenter, you know, that, that doesn't Oh, you know what field. I do? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just go to Pirate Bay. Yeah, just go – yeah. Just torrent the bitch. Fuck you. Yeah. Nobody gets go. anything now. And I get it <laughs> yeah, for free. Exactly. I wonder how they dealt with that. So they I wonder if they sent out uh, digital copies or they were just like, no, we can't do that. Like it's against their ethos. <laughs> you have to believe us that it's great. You know what? That's a that's a good point. <laughs> you have to believe us. Yeah. That should that, that, that should be the name of their 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 company. <laughs> believe us comics. <laughs> you know what that that's you know, I, me. Yeah. You know so that 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 uh that's given me an idea i i think um i'm going to uh i'm going to send the company an email and see if we can if they have a press release list and see if they if they provide oh, review copies go. so well, i will uh i'll report on that before you post the show no <laughs> they'll be like no we do what you're imagine the watermarks on that thing Oh gosh! Oh yeah. Think about like the action labs and the uh, the booms where it's yeah. like I I can't, can't see anything but your watermark. I think oh, uh, yeah. I think Valiant, <laughs> I think Valiant does that too. Oh, no, no Valiant actually what they do is what's funny they give us a like a clean review copy but it doesn't have the cover. Yeah. Oh. It's like the the review copies start with the first page like if if you had the that physical book. Yeah, <laughs> and turn and opened it up. It would be the it would be like the like the credits page. Because what I do is I uh, I print these out 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I bind them myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bootlegger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're exclusive. I'm not going to say which company it was, but didn't one of the companies, didn't Sean discover that you could lift like the PDF wasn't like secured and that if you open it up in like adobe P- like oh, acrobat you yeah. could remove the watermark yeah you probably could. oh that sounds familiar yeah i don't yeah. Yeah, i don't remember who it was or i don't want to say i think i know which yeah. one it was but i'm not going to say because uh mm-hmm. yeah i i might look at one of their review no, books <laughs> well you know and, and and i certainly i understand it for for like spoiler purposes but maybe you just if, if you think something's a spoiler, maybe just watermark that page because there are sometimes oh, yeah. where like I'm reading a copy and I'm like, oh, I'd like to share this, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like do a screenshot of a of a great page of art that is covered with a watermark. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not gonna do that's just right. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so then you don't do any promotion for the on behalf of the company. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, this yeah, is our promotion. We talk kind of ironic. We're like, hey, look at this yeah. piece of shit we read. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it's the kind of pu- publicity they don't want. <laughs> like watching, like next week, all of a sudden, all our all of our uh, review copies dry up. <laughs> Except for image. Image is good. Yes. And image doesn't care. Image is like we're not putting watermarks on it. Do what you want with it. We don't care. We know we know you're gonna buy it anyways, and it's happened. Happened image. I've read mm-hmm. your review books, which are but high honestly, quality PDFs, and I've mm-hmm. gone and purchased the physical item. So, it, honestly, it's just like music. Who's got the time to pirate it? Like, I don't have that time. I'll just buy the CD. Like, I don't have. Yeah. You know, or down, you know. Oh, I got an MP3 rip off of Amazon. That's down. a. You know, you know what? That, that's a that, that's a young person's game when they can yeah. sit around all day or stay up till five in the morning, like downloading. Right pirated shit i don't know know if does it still work like that like did we just show our age like the the, like pre-broadband internet where you uh, had to like stay on a download like yeah oh Oh, i remember oh geez i remember having like multiple live remember uh live wire yes i would have i'd set up a bunch of downloads and i'd go to bed i'd get up the next morning and it'd be (laughs) Still at like forty five percent or something. Oh like, yeah, yeah, this time, this time tomorrow, that Matrix soundtrack is all mine. <laughs> I used to. I, my thing was, I used to look for. I, I had a thing for cover songs. I used to make mix CDs of uh, if if it was a cover song that I liked by someone interesting, I would uh, I would download it. That was my thing. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I download. I yeah, don't, I don't even know. Hang as the only criminal here. No, you know, a lot, <laughs> of, a lot of stuff. I I went after a lot of stuff that I had on cassette that I was like, why pay for it once? You know. So then I would go and try to find it digitally. Here's and, why I, I I don't feel bad about stealing music. I, if I cut you off, Scott, I'm sorry. Do no, go ahead. Okay. No. All throughout the '90s the music industry had been colluding to price gouge their product and they just got busted for it like around 2000 and, and like had to pay a big fine. So like the same time that like Napster and all that took off, oh, yeah. they finally got the hammer came down on them for sticking it to us for like a decade. 
So not only did they couldn't stick it to us anymore, we could start sticking it to them back. Yeah. So it was just like dumb. So then they're like, oh, poor us. But no, you'd been picking our pocket for 10 years. Right. And shoes on the other foot. Yeah. Yep. Keep crying. Yeah. Your 30 cents CD cost me twelve ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like 20 bucks because you all agreed that you, you know, Sam Goody and the wall and whoever all agreed that, you know, we won't charge less than this for it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now the just, malls are dead. Sam Goody's dead. The wall is dead. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Physical media is dead. Yeah. You know, showing my age, though, I when I buy a CD, I buy a CD on Amazon because it also has the MP3 rip. Yeah. But I just want to have that solid copy, you know, like that. Hmm. You know, when I, I buy tangible. And I buy tangible, and, and it's not because I'm being bougie, but I'll buy like the vinyl because I have the record player out there. Oh, yeah. So, and then yeah. those usually, if it's modern stuff, it, you, you know, it comes with a little download code, anyways. I don't, I never use them because I don't care, but yeah. the fact remains, like, you, you can get that. Yeah. Like, why buy just the digital if you buy something yeah. tangible and you're going to get it with it? I think the last time I bought a CD, well, I should say that the last couple of times I would buy a CD would only be if I was um, seeing a local town. Oh, yeah. Like um, uh, a couple of years ago, we went to this Mother's Day brunch down at the Hard Rock Cafe, and the the group that was performing had a you know I really enjoyed them, and they were they had CDs for sale, so I bought a CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years before that, like we saw the Clarks play somewhere and they were supporting a, a new CD that they just put out. I'm like, I'll buy that, you know, but honestly, like I, I, and I'm not saying like, Oh, I only buy digital music. I don't buy any music anymore. I just listen to everything streaming. Oh, uh, okay. I don't, there's really nothing new that I'm interested in or like, so, you know, I'll either listen to like, we have, you know, we've got like everyone now, mostly these days we've got satellite radio in the car We've got Spotify and Sirius and uh, Pandora at home. I mean, I I can't. I I don't feel. I don't even know if I could justify buying new music. And like I said, unless it's specifically yeah. like like a local group or something or local talent. And that's what I, I think. That's what I. A lot of times, that's what I buy is like stuff that I I, I don't I don't typically like popular music. I never have. I just like my bands. Mm-hmm. So like when my, like food fighters is probably the most popular band that, that I like and I will support them on every album and I will buy their album, you know, mm-hmm. because it's the food fighters. Like right. I, that's my end all. So I'm buying that CD, you know, and then I have my other bands that are like lesser known that I'm always like, well, new CD, I'm buying it, mm-hmm. you know, because I know it's not going to get airplay on Spotify, you know, like randomly, like I'm not going to hear sure. it. So, I make my own. I just make my own mix. <laughs> mm. I put it. I put it into my catalog, and I hit random, and it's just just becomes a part of the, you know, <laughs> the mix. Yeah. It's like here's eight eight to ten new songs. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we can start wrapping things up. Um, yes, sir. I mean, we've complained. Any, uh, any final thoughts? <laughs> any final? Uh, Scott, did you buy that latest Foo Fighter album? Yes, I did. See, I, I wasn't impressed enough to to pursue it, so I, I did not. I did not buy the the or 
Well, they have some video out that I didn't pay attention to yet, but okay. um, but I did buy the latest CD. But yeah, it, it, it's probably not one of their best, not one of their best ones. Well, we had to keep the theme going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's something we love. Now let me tell you why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Tear it down. Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious. Dave Grohl to sell out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. His mom on tour now, which is cool. Um, uh, Three Rivers Comic Con. Yeah, yeah I was going to say just a reminder to everyone about the Three Rivers Comic Con next weekend, Saturday, May 22nd, and Sunday, May 23rd. That's going to be from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's free to sh- uh, it's it's free to attend. Check it out. It's outdoors edit that out uh, and make sure to check out our patreon patreon.com slash comic book pit and of course we're on all the social medias and anywhere you can find the episodes you can probably you can find us on obviously the uh, apple podcasts and all the other you know po- you know your probably your podcatcher of choice podcatcher yeah. yeah i think that's oh, a term yeah, yeah if not I, it sounds it might as well be it's something um, that the some, some, something that the youth say. Yeah. But just a reminder, uh, Big Sean Atkins will be there Saturday at the uh, Three Rivers Comic Con. Yep. So go down there and then get the live version of his thoughts on Doctor Strange Essentials Volume 4. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe get a physical copy of a comic book from oh jared and sean their yeah. their recent yeah. collaboration definitely do that and then you you can with your purchase or we're giving it away i haven't decided yet i just found out a few hours ago he was going to be there um <laughs> you get you get that doc ask about dr strange essentials volume four he'll tell you about it you've <laughs> heard it here experience it live yes <laughs> it's got an extended jam it's like 25 minutes it's uh it's the way to go. He gets weird with it. He puts on a black light. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Comic Book Pit. This has been episode 384. I'm Dan, and with me tonight, we had Scott. Good night, everyone. And Jared. March to 400. <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>